Welcome to the Invested Dads Podcast, simplifying financial topics so that you can take action and make your financial situation better, helping you to understand the current world of financial planning and investments. Here are your hosts, Josh, Rob, and Austin Wilson. All right. Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back to the Invested Dads Podcast, a podcast where we take you on a journey to better your financial future. Today, we are going to recap our 2021 predictions and see how we did as well as make some new ones make some new ones which for 2022 as we know some of our predictions are pretty bold yes maybe too bold and we're about to find it's out it's like the font in a really angry email did you know that you can just do control b and when you highlight a word and it'll bold it yes control i it'll italicize it trill u underline it it's just it's amazing Same. if you don't shortcuts, know these little shortcuts, shortcuts you you're wasting minutes per month get a whole year back in your life people who literally still like right click copy and paste or or go up to the toolbar and Uh, copy and paste like i copy and paste a lot that's slow that would really slow me down so i'm control c and control v i had to figure out how to do it on my ipad oh command yeah uh, so that's command c command v command x right it took me a while figured it out but if you're a mac guy like me which you already knew that I already knew that. Which we, sh- if you, if you are a Mac guy like me, you should probably go listen to our iPhone versus Android battle royale that we and just published. Get convinced to join the other side. Get convinced to, you know, stick with your iPhone because that's what the majority of our listeners uh, listen on. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> very right. little listening on the uh, very Google little side on the Google Play. Yes. So we're going to revisit first of all our 2021 predictions. And we both had about five of those. Yep. We are then going to pause because Josh has prepared a special. Once in a lifetime opportunity at a dad joke of the week. Yep. Well, once of the week anyway. Yes. Then we are going to make some bold and dare I say some of them likely too bold. Yes. Predictions for mm-hmm. 2022. So, Josh, I will start us off yes. some predictions that I made in 20 for 2021. So, my first prediction was that the Fed will hold rates steady. Was I correct in that assumption? You were, and I will say when you're at zero, there's only one way to go. So you, you already had 50% of that prediction already covered. I know. Where it was at. So, But yes, they held it steady they all year steady. long. They've made some of their own predictions of what they expect to do this year. We'll have to wait to see what we think will happen. Absolutely. But for last year, you were right. Nothing happened. Josh, what was your first prediction? So my first prediction, I followed off what was kind of your last prediction, which is what the SP 500 did. If you following the order of our episode and I said that it would end at 4206. What did it end at? It ended at, let me pull up my piece of paper here. 4766. 4766. Thanks. There it is. A little off. So I was just a little shy of the market. Quite a bit shy. You had a much better year in the markets than, well, as we'll find out soon, either of us anticipated. Right. And, but between the two of us, I was closer just because I had predicted a little bit higher than you did. Not yeah. that I won in any way, shape, or form. Because exactly. I was wrong. So Josh was a little light on his S&P number. Yes. My second prediction was that the U.S. would lag emerging markets and yes. international stock markets for the year. And I was very wrong you on that. Off. In fact, S&P 500 for the year returned 28.71%. So okay year. So that's a pretty good year. Emerging market stocks were down 2.2%. And international stocks were up 11.78. So, so yes. I was very much wrong. Yeah, you're about 30% off on the one. I know. So not good on either one of those. Josh, number two for you. Yep. I made a bold. prediction. It's a this bold one, prediction. This one I took a stretch. <laughs> I predicted that the national debt would increase. And? 
I did. Uh, it did quite a lot. <laughs> a little bit went up, but yeah, that was a trillion. It's a give me down. Many trillions. Yeah. Yes, but yeah, the national debt did go up, and we had some arguments over the debt ceiling limits and all that fun stuff. All like always. Yeah, like so, always. Good times. My third bold prediction was that small cap U.S. Mm. stocks, yep. small cap, would outperform large cap U.S. stocks, and. No. I was once again wrong on that. Yep. As I mentioned, S&P was up 28.71%. The Russell 2000 was only up 14.82%. Which again, historically speaking, that's above average. It is. Just trailed the large caps. Yeah, so if we think the S&P 500 returns, depending on what time frame you're looking, mm-hmm. maybe 8 to 10% yep. percent over longer time frames, small caps have actually averaged about 11. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty good year. Yep. But not as good as I had anticipated. Yes. So my next one was more of a personal one. Last year, the Cleveland baseball team was going through a rebranding and had yet to come up with a name. And so I predicted that Cleveland, whatever they were, were going to win the World Series. And? They did not have a good year last year. <laughs> they did not win the World Series. <laughs> but they did get a name. They did get a name. They're the Cleveland Guardians. Weren't they supposed to be the Spiders? There was a lot thrown around in there, so... Yeah. Guardians it is. Guardians it is. They did not win the World Series. Did not. I was wrong. My fourth... Prediction was that Bitcoin would drop below $20,000 per Bitcoin at some point during the year. Yes. And I actually, I thought I was on track, actually. It had a drop. Got to so Bitcoin got up over 60000 yep. and then it fell all the way under 30 mm-hmm. not under 20 So yes. I was technically incorrect, but it had a huge 50% drawback. drawdown. Yep. But still, not quite good enough, so I'm going to give myself no points. Nope. So I made one, and this actually was a little bit of a stretch. I predicted the oil... Would and I gave actually a number somewhere between sixty and sixty-five a barrel, but they would recover their losses from the prior year. You and nailed I was it. correct. You nailed it. Yeah. Actually, oil ended the year of twenty twenty at forty-eight dollars per barrel, mm-hmm. and it ended twenty twenty-one at seventy-five dollars per yep. barrel, and it actually went up into the low eighties. I think but, so. You did. You you nailed that one right yes. on the head. So they in in that conversation we mentioned that that would be a big boost for energy stocks, which. If you look at the sectors, energy was the best performing sector. The energy sector was up 54.6% for 2021. Yep. And big play off of that. Exactly. Oil. My fifth, I'm yes. on my fifth. My fifth bold prediction was that the S&P 500 would end the year at 4000 That was 6% return in price. And with dividends, you know, you would have got about a total return of about 8%. So you're off by about 20%. I was off by about 20%. I was going for more of a slightly below long-term average return, and we actually got way above. So, once again, not near as bullish as I should have been on that. And, Josh, your fifth and final. Yeah. So, with Bitcoin, you you predicted a pullback. I predicted that Bitcoin would outperform gold. Yeah. And we had a conversation about that because in rising rate and inflationary, not rising rate, but inflationary time frames, Gold is looked at as a hedge against inflation. Yeah. Historically, that's what it, a lot of people who own gold, that's one of the things they tout about it. I mean, last year, there was high inflation. We had Very high. You know, it was over 6% yeah, inflation. 6.8%. So in that time frame, gold actually should have done well. But guess what? It did Bitcoin not. did outperform gold yeah. by quite a bit. Yes. In fact, gold pulled back a little bit in the time it was supposed to be shining. So yes, yes that was a good... So we had our... This is... I think it's a whole different episode to talk about yes. why gold is not an inflation hedge. Yes. Because it's not. It's not. But it, we had the highest inflation we've seen in 30 years. Yep. And gold 
ended 2020 at 18.88 per ounce, and then ended 2021 at 18.06 per ounce. Yep. So therefore, did not do well. Gold is not an inflation. Hedge. Maybe it was less than you got inflation. It fell. I don't know. They could argue. We could argue that. But that like the help. inverse. Yeah, it's the inverse. <laughs> so you're good. So yes, people. So I was correct on a, that. You were correct. Yeah. So. And, that is Bitcoin had actually had a really good year. Yes, it was up double. It was up over one hundred percent. Yes, my bonus here. Yes, you got an extra. One. I do have a bonus, here. and I don't know the answer to this. Well, it was up over one hundred. I should clarify. Bitcoin was up over one hundred percent at one point. Yeah, I think I it pulled pull back. back. Yeah, still well outperforming gold. My bonus, which was a sixth prediction, was that Max Verstappen would win twenty twenty one's Formula One World Championship, and he did. And it went down to the last lap of the last race of the season, and he won it. Wow. It was incredible. Was it pretty exciting? It was very dramatic, and it was very controversial. Where was the race at? Abu Dhabi. Abu Dhabi. Which is yep. in the UAE. Yep. It was very Has dramatic. Has the world's so, tallest building, is that right? I, that might be. Or did they someone somewhere else build in the over East? It was yeah. for a while, wasn't it? In the UAE? In, yeah. I don't know. Oh. This was in the Yas Marina circuit. Okay. I don't know. So that was my bold prediction. I also estimated that Mark Marquez would not win the MotoGP championship. And he did not, but he won a couple races, and that was very exciting for me. Those are personal things, mm-hmm. but go Max. So if you're a Lewis fan and you're still crying about the controversial last lap of the race, it's time to move on to 2022. That's right. It's over. And speaking of moving on to 2022, before we do that, Josh, yes. hit me up. That right. joke of the week. All right. Here we go. So telekinesis. Okay. The ability to move things around with your mind. Yeah. Yep. Do you know what the opposite of telekinesis is? A concussion? No. Ha! Get it? It's I got moving it. your mind around. It's telekinephew. Oh. Telekinesis. Nieces and nephews. nephews. That's a good one, Josh. Yes. That's all I got. Good it's one. Hilarious, Josh. So it's time to get bold. Yes. It's time to brew the dark roast coffee. And have an extremely bold conversation about Ooh, some predictions okay. for 2022. And I also have five and a bonus. You do the same. Okay. So I will start us off. My prediction, I'm going to start us off with the S&P. Okay. My prediction for the S&P 500 is that it will end at 5362. That's Ooh. a very precise number. It's exact. And that is 12.5% in terms of price from where it ended 2021. Or about a 14% total return, including about 1.5% dividends. Are you looking at statistically in the past when you have a 20% plus year, what happens the following year? So statistically speaking, after having a year like we did last year, you are historically speaking set for mid-teen returns the year after, which seems I thought seemed a bit more aggressive than I was feeling because I, I always feel like I'm going to get one of these right eventually yeah. by saying, oh, we had a great, great year last yeah. year. This is going to happen this year. So I just lowered it a couple percent okay. from there. So, but I still think you know, even though fiscal policy is going to turn into a little bit of a drag because of some of those stimulus things pulling off, we've got extremely accommodative still monetary policy. Even though that's going to slow down as well, those are tailwinds. I think overall they're still good for stocks. Inflation, I think, will slow a little bit, and I'll get into a number later on on that. I think the supply chain, the labor market woes are going to get a little bit better mm-hmm. throughout this year. And I really think that from some of the research and stuff on the news and stuff I've been talking and reading about, the Omicron variant hopefully is the last major variant allowing the world to kind of work back to normal as much as we can anyway. So that's kind of my bulk. I mean, that's kind of my base case is 12.5% price return for the S&P 500. 
I'm going with 8%, which is 5147, roughly. Roughly uh, the long-term historical average yeah, you know, of the stock market. and everything. So <laughs> I'm going to go with the average and say we're going to have an average year. So there's a lot I've read on. If you look at economic guesses, they always are right around here, and they're usually wrong. Because although it averages 8 you don't get oh, no. 8%. It's either a huge so, one or a yeah. terrible so one. So I'm going to go with the middle and, go for it. and see what happens. So 8% return for the SP 500. My number two bold prediction is something that should sound a little familiar. I'm once again going to guess that emerging markets are going to outperform the U.S. this year in ah. terms of the stocks. Emerging markets were down 2%. U.S. stocks were up 29%. So I feel like there's going to be some mean reversion. At some point. At some point, we have to get that. Valuations are extremely cheap relative to the U.S. in emerging markets. Now, there's a lot of uncertainty, especially in China, which yep. are the bulk of emerging markets, in regards to regulation yep. and how the government handles Well, even China is talking about pulling some of their companies out of like the US stock exchange. Exactly. So I that's my that's a bold prediction. Pretty bold. We'll see. All right. My second one is the build back better bill. BBBB. Yep. That some version of that will pass in twenty twenty two. Although part of my prediction is it's going to be a less imposing one than they had been Messing around with it. The so they were the talking about $2 trillion. Yes, I think uh, it's going to be. Joe Manchin came back like at 1.7, 1.8. Yep. You think even maybe a tick under that? Even? I think that'll be the high end of it. I okay. think they're going to find the things they know they're going to get done, build a bill out of that, and push that through. Gotcha. Yep. I'm going to change the order of mine around a okay. little bit. Switch it up. I Going on politics, I think that the Republicans are going to sweep the midterms. I think that they're. That's, so that's. Neither the Republicans hold majorities in neither the House nor the Senate at this point, but they're very slim margins. Yes, and both. And according to you know electionbettingodds.com, mm-hmm. it's currently predicted that the Republicans are going to sweep both, and more certainly the the House than the Senate. I really feel like there's some uncertainty going on with yep. this economic recovery, and I think people might be looking for a little bit of a different direction. And if you think about what that would then equal, you would have a Democratic president with a Republican Congress, and typically that actually means no huge changes in terms of taxes and Mm -hmm. regulation, which is good for the markets, um, and kind of just keep on chugging along. Yep. All right. Good prediction there. And historically speaking, when you look at a fully controlled Congress and presidency in that midterm election, you usually do see some sort of movement. Yep. So interesting. All right. So my number three is building off my Build Back Better plan, is that part of that they need to pay for. They were talking about different tax changes. And my prediction is that most Americans will not see a significant change in their taxes. So by most Americans, are you saying, well, are we going to get the wealth tax everyone's been talking about? Yeah. So I think that's still on the table, but the average American, you're effective taxes are really not going to change. You may see some adjustments to corporate tax rates and you may see some of those kind of crazier high net worth adjustments. But for the average American, I do not see a significant change in taxes. Gotcha. My fourth prediction is that Bitcoin will hit $100,000 at some point. Some point. Now, it will be a choppy road and I'm not guaranteeing it ends there. But I think at some point... You can hit 100K. It it can hit 100K. The high was what, 64? 68. 68, okay. All right. Yeah, so what you got? I'm going to switch outside of investing and talk about the Winter Olympics. Ooh. Yeah, so I guess the first prediction is we're going to have the Olympics. Yep. Because that could be up in the air, I guess. Russia's still banned. That's good. That's Yeah, it is there. It is for whatever. (laughs) But 
I will say the U.S. will win the total medal count. Gotcha. Um, I'm not always as confident in the gold medal count for the Winter Olympics because curling, which is one of my favorite sports, the U.S. does well, but it's not kind of their traditional sport. It's not the things you grow up no, doing. It isn't. Like, but up I'm in Canada, go to I curl. tell you what, they I know. they love it. Or some of those like Northern cold, European cold places. Yeah, and we don't really have. If you look at our country as a whole, only you know a third of it has a crazy severe winter. Yeah, for skiing and all that. Fun right. Yeah, and a lot of countries are like ninety percent winter. So good call, good call. That will be exciting to see. And yeah, that's going to be. One, I don't know. It seems like it's one of the the first times we've had a back-to-back Olympics because of us yeah, moving the Summer Olympics back a year. My fifth bold prediction mm-hmm. is that, speaking of inflation, talked about it a little bit earlier, but I think inflation is going to moderate a bit. I think it's going to pull back a little bit. I do think we're going to still see some above-trend inflation. So, you know, 2 2 2.5%, 3% kind of been the longer-term average of inflation. I think we're going to end the year at about 3 to 4%, and I think that's, you know, the Fed's going to hike some rates probably in the second middle of the year, somewhere in there, second half. And I think that that's going to pull back a little bit on that inflation. Uh, some of that supply chain issues, labor shortages, those are going to work themselves out, I think. So 3 to 4%, maybe hopefully the lower end of that 3 three range by the end of the year will be good. So I'm going right. to call on inflation. I'm going to stick with politics, but talk about regulation. I think by the end of the year, there will be some form of cryptocurrency regulation. That's pretty big. It's like the Wild West right now. It is. And there's been talk back and forth, and no one's done anything. And I think next year, that seems like something that even in a divided Congress, they may all, enough of them may want to get it done that that could get through. Yeah. That's my prediction. I don't know what it will be. I don't know what it will look like. I guess it'll be similar to what you see in a lot of kind of alternative investments of kind of regulation but not wash sale rules are going to be applied yeah some of those type of things are pretty <laughs> low hanging fruit yeah that they can just knock out and say hey we're getting tough on crypto exactly. because now you can not buy and sell without tax ramifications exactly mm, scary i know so, yep so my bonus bonus the sixth bonus i think max is going to win his second oh boy formula one world title it's the first year of new cars we haven't even seen them yet Wait, but so they can't use whatever they want? No, no, not at all. This is very strictly strict regulated. Rules. Okay. But new rules Okay, designed to make better racing. But I hear they're a handful to drive, and he is really good at driving cars that are hard to drive. Okay. So I think that that is going to uh, be good for him. I also think that it's too close to call in my other sports I, I follow. Okay. So specifically speaking of uh, MotoGP and Supercross. Right. So there you go. Now that the Cleveland Guardians have a name, yeah. they have zero distractions, so they're going to win the World Series. Okay, bold prediction yes, again. They're, they're going all the way. So that is a pretty bold bunch of predictions we got yes. here. But always good to look back and see how wrong we were. But it just proves that you know you can live in this world and follow the news and the markets all the time. And still, looking out one year, it's really hard to call. Yep. Especially when we're still coming out of a pandemic. There's a lot of uncertainty Washington's always got a lot of drama going on. Yes. Um, so, yeah. What do you really know? You know that we don't know much. Yes. But we know stick that... Stick to a plan. Stick That's to a plan, know. and long-term, things are good. Yes. But the short-term, things are uncertain. That's kind of where we're at. That works. So, as always, check out our free gift to you. It's a brief list of eight principles of timeless investing. These are overarching investment themes meant to keep you on track to meet your long-term goals. A lot of these are short-term. Don't get bogged down in the short term. So long-term goals here. Check it out. It's free on our website. Josh, how can people help us grow this podcast? Yeah, make sure you subscribe that way. Every Thursday, you get our podcast. 
Also, leave a review if you listen on Apple Podcasts. And then if you have any questions, thoughts, or had your own predictions and want to let us know how you did, shoot us an email at hello at theinvestedads.com. And then also, please share this podcast with anybody you think needs to know about our predictions. Because those are very important and sudden stuff. All right. Well, until next week, we'll talk Even to you next later. Thursday. Next Thursday. Have a great week. All right. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Invested Dads podcast. This episode has ended, but your journey towards a better financial future doesn't have to. Head over to theinvesteddads.com to access all the links and resources mentioned in today's show. If you enjoyed this episode and we had a positive impact on your life, leave us a review. Click subscribe and don't miss the next episode. Josh Robb and Austin Wilson work for Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. All opinions expressed by Josh, Austin, or any podcast guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinions of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Hicks and Zerker Capital Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. There is no guarantee that the statements, opinions, or forecasts provided herein will prove to be correct. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Indices are not available for direct investment. Any investor who attempts to mimic the performance of an index would incur fees and expenses, which would reduce returns. Securities investing involves risk, including the potential for loss of principal. There is no assurance that any investment plan or strategy will be successful.